Welcome to Q for Fun. Today, we introduce ourselves and the show to you. Talk about the latest event in Heroes of the Storm, why is everyone's favorite murder-loving healer getting a ban, and much more. This is your community show for haunts. Royal Edge is here. I'm Anne. Let's queue up. This is episode one of Q for, for Fun. My name is Annalise, and we're here because this show is something I've wanted to do for a very long time. In the middle of last year, I kind of decided I really wanted to start a Heroes of the Storm podcast, and I started searching around for a co-host, and I had no takers. I was writing at the time articles for Trolls GG. I'd appeared once on um, the um, Trolling HGC podcast, and a few times on Darkmoon Herald, which is a World of Warcraft podcast. And I really knew this was the thing I wanted to be doing, but I knew I couldn't do it alone, and there was no one who was going to be joining in and i i talked to a few people and after a while it just kind of started to fall apart well on the um 12 days of Winterville podcast which happened to release on december 5th uh i announced that i was definitely going to be starting the heroes of the storm podcast in the new year and this is the first time i'd said it openly publicly on a podcast, and it went out to all of the Darkmoon Herald listeners. And Kevin of the Darkmoon Herald was very kind and was like, If you can't find anybody, I'm available, so on and so forth. And I was like, Yeah, but you've got enough that you've taken care of, don't, don't want to add to it, just got things to do. It was less than a week later that the real rumblings of HGC came to fruition, and HGC had been canceled, and heroes seemed to be in a terrible state. Less than two months later, or about two months later, we had all the layoffs, and a lot of people doing Blizzard podcasts started to feel very conflicted and feel like they couldn't continue doing. And Heroes podcasts were hit the worst of all the all the other podcasts. And so many podcasts just closed up shop. And Roe of the Row Maintenance podcast tweeted out that there were only two active Heroes of the Storm podcasts left. And that was when I decided this podcast absolutely had to happen. And that is why we're here. Heroes of the Storm is the game that I have spent the most time on over the past three years. I love what this game is. I love the the places it's opened up to me. I have so many amazing memories of watching this game and playing this game, of accidentally getting cuss word tweets onto HGC streams because someone wasn't paying attention, um, and of one tweet, tweet just breaking Dreadnought, making him laugh in the middle of a cast. I've met amazing people. I've become friends with people in the community. I've had pro players follow me, which is a big rush for a nobody like me. And I got to write articles on the pro scene for over a year. And I want to keep doing Heroes content. And it settled around the idea that this content was fun. Now, if you've heard me before on Darkmoon Herald, you might have heard a very different version of me. It is no secret to anyone who follows me on Twitter that I am trans and that I, I talk openly about it, but I've always used a voice modulating software system whenever I've appeared on a podcast. I'm not going to do that anymore. Instead, I'm going to be working to train my voice. And over the course of the next year or so, as I continue to work on this process, there's going to be a lot of changes going on, and you're going to hear my voice change. It's going to be really interesting to hear what I sound like in episode one and compare it later in episode 50. That's just a little bit about me. But this podcast wouldn't be happening if I hadn't got a DM from, well, 
from well, you. Well, I just want to chime in and say that I'm really honored to go on this journey with you. And um, I'm excited to see where we end up down the road. And to, to introduce myself to everyone else, uh, all you really need to know is that I'm Brightwing. I enjoy rainbows, puppies, and murder. For those of you listening, that is Royalite. Royalite is Brightwing. Don't think about it too much. Just accept that Royalite is Brightwing and your life will be better. Also, you'll It'll live longer. It'll be easier. <laughs> right. So I am Annalise. That is Royalite. This is Q for Fun. And this show is going to be a show about the community and about having fun in Heroes and the Heroes community. And that's what we're all about. So we're going to go through the show. And we're going to walk you through what the show is going to look like going forward. And we're going to start by talking about our first, our opening segment, which is queuing up, where we're talking about what's going on in HOTS this week. And right now, we're in the middle of the special event, the Chaldeum Complex, which is a cyberpunk event. And you've probably already been through this and seen all the new skins and the quests and the rewards. And there's a war bore mount at the end of it and just beautiful there's something in this for you if you love cyberpunk and there's a lot of quests involving uh taking down buildings capturing camps playing certain types of characters and there are a lot of rewards you're getting along the way as you're taken through the story of this cyberpunk world that has been created uh for you to explore as we've gone through this Roylite how is the Chaldeum Complex event going well, for you? Well, I have to say that um, I found that choosing the right hero for the right quest has really helped me go through the quest a lot faster. I I think notoriously the Merc Camp quest always kind of holds people up, especially uh, when there's not a lot of Merc Camps on the map or you have a hero that doesn't do a great job at taking them. So I uh, found that Illidan was really great on that one to quickly get it done. I think it just took me a map to finish with him. And then, you know, you know, Nova for the kill count quest. And then right now I'm using Zul to try and finish up the last one because I can't wait for that Warbore mount. And what about yourself? I'm not really doing the quest actively. I'm doing it a little bit as it comes up. I mean, the, the first active thing I did in the quest was um, play some healers and AI because right now I'm not playing healers and supports at all. So I took uh, White Mane into AI to clear that quest, but most of the rest of it, I'm trying to let the quest happen naturally. In previous in previous events... Do you normally do no, that? No, no, no. In previous events, uh-huh. I would go in and slam AI and finish the quest as fast as possible so I could get back to um, doing uh, ranked play and just kind of... I wanted the quest to be over with because I didn't want to miss out on any of the rewards. I wanted to make sure I got everything. And so I I got it in time. Yeah. yeah. I cheese the hell out of AI and just go, 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 go. Uh, and I would normally do that too. But yeah, I find myself actually playing QM and trying to complete the quest. Yep. And that's, that's where I was. And that's where I'm going to try and complete the quest, except whenever I get something that's assassins or, uh, support, I'm going to, to just go in and get it done quickly in uh, AI because I don't want to spend too much time on those characters because, and we'll talk about this when we get to the next segment, I really want to spend time um, working on what's going to help me in ranked right now. And that's not, unfortunately, playing fun assassins or cool murdering healers. 
which we'll talk about later. Um, but I, I like this quest because I like the theme of it, and I like cyberpunk, and I like uh, science fiction, and I like the mixing of science fiction and magic. It's kind of uh, an urban fantasy that's going on because one of the main characters is a cyberpunk version of Chromie. Okay, and I do have to interject really quick. Mm-hmm. Based on what you're describing, my big question is, where is Sombra? Hmm? Like, this is, like, the great event to introduce her, and I just seemed like that was, like, a lost opportunity. I, I would agree with that, except that I haven't played enough Overwatch to really know much about Sombra other than watching her uh, BlizzCon reveal uh, short. So I don't really know what to say about there not being Sombra. Oh, okay. um, well, I, and I'm sure it would actually probably piss off a lot of Heroes of the Storm because they don't generally like, you know, the Tracer, the Genji, the super hyper mobile, go in, take them out. And she's kind of like a Tracer with the teleportation, um, you know, different mechanics, of course, but along that same type of hero. Yeah, just stepping aside for a moment there is a lot of pushback against the overwatch heroes uh in general other than perhaps sometimes zarya lucio and zarya (laughs) people seem to be okay with lucio and zarya but genji and tracer and uh especially hanzo can die in a fire yes nobody likes hanzo 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 nobody likes you at all you don't deserve to be shipped with mccree mccree deserves better than you So, um, but getting back to the Chaldean complex, I really like the theme of the event. I love the skins. I haven't thrown down the money for them yet because I spent too much money in Hearthstone, but I probably will spend the money here too. Uh, don't tell anyone. So I won't share your secret. Thank you. But I probably, it's probably money already spent for some of the skins. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm not. Well, I've gotten one, so you might get lucky finishing the quest and get in the boxes, you might get it. Might. So you can save it to the end of the event to spend your money. And that's what I'm going to wait for. The other thing about the event that's a bit of a problem is it's very short. We were only given about three weeks to complete everything, 21 days, I think. And there's a lot to complete. So comparing this event to others, I mean, the toy event went on forever. For oh, I love the toy you're, event. You're, uh, of the two of us, you're alone on that one, because I could take or leave the toy event. Um, really? Well, not a, what? What didn't you like about it? Uh, it's not that I didn't like it; it's that I didn't care. Well, okay. Was that because of everything that was going on with HGs? Yeah. Yes and no. HGC and the general like depression in the community and everything. Yes and yes no. And okay, no. So, so some of it had what, to do with, what was with the... HGC, and some of it had to do with I wasn't sure I was going to keep playing this game, and of course, I clearly decided to keep playing. But some of it had a lot to do with (sighs) the skins didn't speak to me at all. And Mm, the toy event, the the toy event skins just kind of, I looked at them and I went, I don't really like this Valera skin. I really don't like uh, the Haka skin. I can. I can see where you're coming from with that. I was really looking forward to them expanding the Christmas theme to other heroes. And they did, just in a different way. Yeah, but, it, you know, it was not what the community was probably expecting. 
I mean, Manithal with candy cane hooks. Yeah. And I, I kind of liked Stitch's uh, stuffed bear skin, but that was a good skin. I didn't. That's actually play the only with it. Skin I'll pro- Aw, that's the only Stitch's skin I'll use now because I think all of his other skins are so bad. I like that his skins are bad, though. I like that he looks oh, okay. disgusting and horrifying because it freaks people out and it makes people automatically want to move away from him. And it, 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 there's a psychology. Not get eaten. There's a psychology to stitches that's great, and it's one of the things that. Because here's a dirty little secret about stitches: whenever someone says "don't focus the tank," first of all, just put that person on on mute. Second of all, if you focus a tank like stitches early in the game, you're gonna blow him up more often than not because he doesn't have a way to get away. And so you want something that's kind of gross and intimidating because it kind of puts people <laughs> off. I, I think that you're uh, going too much with that because I'm pretty sure in a 5v5, when the team fight is going to start, no one ever says, oh my God, that Stitches is so ugly. We got to get they out don't, of this They fight. don't say it. They don't even think it. It's subconscious. <laughs> oh, okay. it's, it, it's, okay. a, it's a psychological advantage that you, that you put into what you're doing. And I'm not yeah, saying see, it's perfect. I, Nothing is. I'm not going to buy it because I'm just going to turn him into a squirrel, and he's a lot less intimidating as a squirrel. Yeah. So. So, what do you think about this event? What What are your thoughts on it? Um. Well. Okay. I was a big fan of the toy event. I thought that was just very well done. So much effort and art and everything went into it, and it was really sad. Um, how it correlated with what was going on with all the depressing news coming down. Um, but I have to say this, this event going on currently, I think it's, it's decent. It's not the worst ones um, that have been out there. There's certainly been ones that have been super frustrating uh, to complete. Like I, one that I recall is the quest for watchtowers, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get, uh, Hanamura that doesn't have any watchtowers. So wait, taking you know, taking the site camps in Hanamura didn't count as watchtowers. I didn't think they did. Mm. I think that's why it was really frustrating because and people were like, shouldn't they count? Mm. But it like counted as a camp because you had to kill something to cap it. It wasn't your traditional watchtower where you walked up and triggered huh. it. So I mean, I might be wrong on that, but. Um, I'm, I'm fairly certain that was like one of the complaints is where are the watchtowers? I can't complete this quest. Um, and so then they came out with the, okay, we understand that some quests are fairly frustrating. So we're going to give multiple requirements. So you could complete one of the requirements or another requirement, and then you could advance on the quest. And I, I really like that option. Um, they didn't do it this time and I didn't, I'm not finding this event though as frustrating as some of the others, except this last last quest, the very end to get the the war bore. Um, for some odd reason, the quest says destroying forts or keeps. Okay, as Brightwing, I'm not always the smartest in the bunch, but the fort is the big building, right? And the keeps are the little towers. So when you take a fort and the two keeps, shouldn't that count as three? No. 
Why? Forts. Why does it say destroy forts or keeps? On any map in any lane that has two things in it, the fort is the first one. The keep is the second one. The towers are towers. Oh, okay, the, the keep. The keep is the big thing. Yeah. Oh, oh. The fort is the first thing okay. that you run into. The keep is the second thing that you run into. The tower is just towers. You know, humans in your terminologies, they're whatever. Can't you just say like big building, little building? Don't don't let me in with like, the humans. Okay. Just don't do that. Well, it's gonna it's gonna happen a lot because I'm very derogatory. <laughs> I've I've spent so long, so long making sure that I am a friend of the fairy dragons and I am no friend of the humans. Okay. All right, whatsoever. all right. I, I will I will I will throw humans at your feet to, to dine on. Okay. Then how about this? I'll throw my insults to our human audience. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So Oh, but yeah, so okay, so the quest is just my little peanut brain not comprehending uh the human terminology of what this quest requires. So all right, but yeah, it's it's slow going. I mean, Zul's great because you know he can split push fairly decently send his little minions in and even after your wave dies you still have you can still destroy the next enemy incoming wave for um you know more fodder for the cannons and take out the fort or keep whatever you're slicing up and uh it's been fair fairly decent but like i think it's taken me about four games and i still probably need um you know maybe two more and a lot of it is because you have to get it you have to get the credit for it. And I'm like a team player and I want to win the game. So I'm like, oh, shoot, I meant to like go get that. And I let them do the last hit or I backed away too soon or oh, shoot. That so will make it hard. Right, exactly. To stay on task. I, I want to win and eat everyone. Well, I agree that this is this is an event that has, a, that has a lot to it that's less frustrating, but it's an event like any other event. And I don't think they've done enough to make these different and interesting each and every time. And I kind of feel like the events need something well, else to them. Okay. Well, then I'm going to throw it back at you. Okay. How do you make an event and not have it be like super annoying? Because you don't want to lock people into playing heroes that they don't want to play. Because I'm sure there's already people who are like, oh, shoot, I got to play a tank or I got to play a healer. And I hate those roles. You know, those are the roles I'm the worst at. The way you do it is you do some of the things the events have done in the past where you have us do something before the gates open. Those were fun. But I mean, there's only so many things you can chase around in, in 30 seconds. And then it's, it's really frustrating when everyone else has finished the quest and you're the only one doing it. Now that's a good point. But here's another thing that you could do for the event, because there is one system in this game that absolutely needs a revamp, and that is the brawls. You could make the events completable mm. in brawls and, and build brawls around the events. So they could make an entire cyberpunk map where you're doing something uh, to run through it, like the uh, Escape the Zerg, Escape the Braxis map, whatever those were. Yeah, see, I wouldn't mind having, you know, one step of the quest going into a brawl or, or doing something like that. But I, again, like the, a brawl is kind of a special mode where if there's too much requirements in it, I, I think it's going to turn people off because, again, you don't get to play who you want. You get random pick of three. And then, you know, if people do something silly, like they don't pick a healer or there aren't really good choices to pick, like you would play a healer 
healer, but you're giving Karazim, and not all people can play Karazim. And that could be mitigated by redesigning the brawl in any number of ways. They don't just have to be the Aram brawls. They don't have to. Oh, they don't okay. just have to be the the Punisher brawl or the or the Seed brawl. There could be tons of different ways to do the brawls that they're not thinking of, and that's why the brawls are kind of boring. But that's that's a topic for another day. I think. Yeah. The, I, well, and to I I also kind of want to maybe end this whole discussion on kind of I I don't think that there's going to be the resources and development to get another toy event, in all honesty. I, I think pretty much what we have gotten in this event is very much in line with what we're going to get in other events outside of maybe mixing it up like you're right with some chase some and catch some little goblin or collect enough little pieces before the opening of the yep. gate. All right, let's move on to what are you drafting, Royalite? What feels good to you this week? What What is what is uh, making you happy in, in, in ranked games? Well, okay, so since I'm doing the quests, and I have been working on the quests all week, I must admit I haven't been doing much rank play. So what I've been playing, though, in doing the quests, like I mentioned, I've been playing quite a bit of Azul, and I'm with the new uh, rework that has been done on the map with the new XP gains and the changes to the catapults and um, XP on towers and everything. Um, the game felt not as rewarding for people who know how to split push as someone who has climbed multiple times from bronze five split pushing is an amazing way to climb very quickly because a lot of those lower elo players don't know how to handle it or play it very well and then you have these new changes and it's just a a different game in that type of style isn't as punishing as it was and i think they did that on purpose to like prevent the lower uh you know mmr people from feeling like that is so damaging instead of them learning how to counter it but anyway um so yeah i've been playing a lot of zool and it's just been so fun especially if you are on a map like uh blackheart bay with two really close lanes right next to each other and i just wrote you know i told my team look i'm gonna heavily rotate top and mid and that's what i'm gonna do all game and quickly got rid of their towers and you know steamrolled that game because they were pretty much either bot or at the turn in point and i didn't really turn in and my team did didn't really turn in, but we were still winning the game just from me split pushing uh, so hard. And so, yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of say is like, I'm surprised that that ability is still, or that capability is still in the game. And and maybe it's because before I was being matched with people who knew how to better counter split pushing, you know, when I play against it, I know, oh, hey, go kill the guy who's off by himself but now i'm being matched with people who don't who don't punish split pushers and just it's like an aram game to them and they're in mid and so it's like okay well for my four teammates are going to be up against the their um feeder ford or keep whichever which one is it again ford is first keep is second oh i guess f for first <laughs> Um, so yeah, be right up against there fighting, you know, at least they have the cannons keeping the enemy team busy and I'll just soak up all the XP, get the two to three level lead and then just start snowballing this thing. So anyone who wants to climb 
in this current meta and you know you're in bronze silver and probably like mid gold and you have two lanes that are nicely uh close together that you can rotate pretty safely between i would recommend uh playing with him because i i think you could really start um climbing with him in this current meta what are you seeing in drafts i'm seeing myself being banned which I have to say when the names were all hidden, I wasn't seeing that as much. And now that the names are showing, I'm seeing it. And I'm not 100% sure if it's because I'm being target banned, being Brightwing, or if she's just rising in the meta. I think she's just rising in the meta. I think that it's a matter of Brightwing is always good, but right now, very, very strong. I absolutely love myself, and I think I'm super OP, and I can take anything on. But the rework is made things so much harder. Like the skill ceiling has been raised, but the rewards and risks have not. So it's the same risks and rewards that Brightwing was capable of before, that I was capable of before the rework. And now afterwards, it's like, I feel like I'm playing with like trudging through mud. Like it's just that much harder to complete what was so easy before. Like killing was just so easy before and how it's uh, made more difficult. And I know that I have talked to others that have felt the same way. And then others that feel that she is in, that I am in a much better position than before. I just feel like it's, you know, like I said, higher skill ceiling, but not as rewarding. Okay. So who does need to be banned? I am really surprised how balanced I think the heroes are in general. And I've been reading around, you know, your your typical uh, analy- analyzers of the heroes meta kind of feeling the same way that there's not really these huge outliers in the game that they're current that they're used to be and i also feel like this is a product of not having hdc anymore and that you you know used to for for example hammer Mm -hmm. so everyone was like don't play hammer hammer's a troll pick like what are you doing and then you have you know, Gen G Rich, uh, whip her out and like surprise everyone, change the way uh, people did her build, reset everyone's perspective. And we don't really have that happening now. You know, it used to be after a tournament, you'd be like, okay, these these heroes are like the thing now. We got to play them in rank, you know? And if you were watching HDC, you knew how to utilize those heroes, how to like take control of the game. And we don't have that anymore. And so I, I think like the bands that are happening are just like comfort bands. Like, I don't know who else to ban, so I'm going to ban you know, uh, this one. I mean, I guess you can kind of say like Rexar is now a little bit of an outlier but not enough people are still playing him and so it's hard to judge whether rexar is just being played by really skilled rexar players and there's just not a lot of them and then when other people try and play him they're not getting that kind of same success you know but we'll we'll see so i i think in general things are really balanced but I think that's a product of people not knowing what's OP. And if something is OP, it at most likely might be Rexar. But the community isn't really... I mean, I'm not seeing Rexar being banned. But I think his win rate kind of justifies that. I think that th- that bans are kind of dependent on where you are on the ladder. Because in the lower leagues, I think you have to ban Kael'thas. No matter what, 
because people can't get out of the fire. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when when you're with people who don't realize that you have to spread with KT, yeah, he is incredibly damaging, like tight quarters and, and everyone just blows up. But he's so ineffective until probably 20, you know, when he finally gets all of his talents and can really ramp up. He, he's just so easy to make him feel like a wet blanket because you just step away from each other. Well, that depends on people thinking enough to step away from each other. And that's the real problem, is that these bans have to happen at where people are and what they're doing, which is why we see a lot of a new and Rexar ban in the upper leagues. But down in the middle leagues where you're playing and the lower leagues where I'm playing, no one's even thinking about a new and Rexar. I, I don't, I have to say, I don't, I haven't looked at the numbers to see if Rexar is really being banned. I just know that he has a pretty decent win rate right now. But I don't know if that's um, justifiable statistically because I still think he's not being played enough. You know, like, like I was saying, if too few people are playing Rexar and he has a high win rate. It's just like Lost Vikings or um, uh, Chogal. There's there's just not enough samples statistically to figure out what's really going on there. What I wanted to say is like KT is pretty much like the get out of the fire rating in WoW. You know, <laughs> like instead of step out of the fire, just step away from the fire. And, and people still can't get out of the fire. Let's let's uh, move on from the draft and. Usually, when we're doing the show as a normal show, we'll spend less time on these previous segments, and most of our time will be focused around a main topic. Today, the main topic was us and getting you introduced to this show. So we're going to skip the main topic for today, and we're going to get right into the end of the show where we have a little bit of fun and shine some uh, uh, shine some light on people in the community that we think really need more attention if they don't have enough already. So let's start by moving on to the gastronomical habits of fairy dragons in who did Brightwing eat today? Brightwing? Yeah. <laughs> who did you eat today? Techno Vandal Chromi is my current delicacy. She is just so adorbs, just with that skin, and I can't help but eat her. Uh, so I saved up my shards um, to to get the skin and i got it super excited and normally when i get a skin that i really wanted um i play that hero right away i cannot bring myself to play chromie my nerves are so shot from being her main time loop target and just like you know blown away out of, bl of oblivion because i don't get my escape stasis until 16 so she gets her time loop thing at what level nine so it's all those levels of me like sh showing up and being blown up so i'm not quite there to play the skin but i am enjoying eating her. so let's ask the important questions about eating chromie first of all what does chromie taste like in her techno vandal skin a little sparky. And what what do you pair with Chromie? What 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 goes what goes with Chromie? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Maybe a little. You know, I'm really drawing a blank here. Well, let's ask the question a different way. Is Chromie good with red wine or white wine? Mm, definitely a white. Hmm. Sweet or dry? I would go with sweet. So 
Everyone, when you're dining on Techno Vandal Chromie, pair it with a nice Pinot Grigio. I, I must admit, I am not the wine expert here, so you might have to help me uh, work on my pairings. Well, fairy dragons just kind of eat entrails. Yes, I, I mean, we stalk and hunt and pounce and eat. And sometimes we don't always have those type of um, delicacies in reach. Royal Light, who should we spotlight today? Ooh, ooh. Okay, um, you can't see me, but my arm is raised up with my wing. It can't be you. Oh, sad face. So, who are we talking about? Alarak of the Storm. Who is Alarak of the Storm? A really awesome artist, and their work is actually in-game. You can see it under the portraits and sprays. It's kind of similar to the Carbot animation in that it's kind of cartoonish. It is a different style, though. Like there, you, there's no real confusing them. Um, but on top of it, they're also very skilled in jokes, comics, and animations. So if you look at their Twitter, which I believe is, you might have to help it's me out Hots here because it's Hot High Lord. H O T S H I G H L O R D. Right. Thank you. Um, because I know them as Alaric of the Storm. I knew their name was different, but yeah, you can check them out there and follow and just enjoy the wonderful laughs and beautiful pictures that will come your way. One of the best ones is an is an Arthas picture. It just says the cold never bothered me anyway. So it's Arthas is Anna from Frozen, <laughs> which is yeah, it's too much fun. It's very clever. So well, that's it for our first episode of Q for Fun. Let's go into where to find us, Royalite. Where can you be found? I reside on Twitter, the handle at Royalite, and that's where I mainly post and talk about my thoughts about Heroes of the Storm or news about Heroes of the Storm. All right. And I'm Annalise. You can find me at Anne underscore Elise. That's A-N-N-E underscore E-L-I-S-E. And what are we going to do next week? Um, Play a lot more Heroes and then come on here and talk about it and hopefully have some things from you. You can email us at qforfun at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at qforfun. And on that Twitter, you'll find a link to our Discord. Feel free to drop in and just leave us a question or a comment. Thank you so much for joining us for this first episode thank you so much for sticking with the game even though we've been told by some people it's a dead game no it's not Not at all i'm still having a great time every single day so that's it for q for fun we'll see you next week remember to don't get too close to the towers and may the core fall in your favor 